When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to yet another fantastic episode of the Every Pokemon Episode Ever podcast. On tonight's edition, we will be discussing the 30th episode of the 14th season, which again is black and white if you're paying attention, and... Fuck. (laughs) Keep going, bro. I I didn't have the fucking episode... Up, so I couldn't. It's a UFO for LGM, <clears throat> which is entitled a UFO for LGM. An episode brought to you strictly by Area Fifty One. So, of course, I am one of your hosts, Dougie Fresh. I almost forgot my own name. That's wonderful. And joining me on this adventure is the UFO surgeon himself, Professor Chris G. How are you doing tonight, sir? I am fantastic, bro. I thought you were about to call yourself Professor Chris G. Is that bad? So was I. So was I. (laughs) It's catchy. See, it's catchy. Yeah, so's chlamydia. I don't want that either. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So how are you doing? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you just put an image in my head. Oh, God. <laughs> so how are you doing, bro? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'll be interested to see how much of this makes it the final edit. <laughs> How much of a coward you are. (laughs) I'm a huge coward. (laughs) I I know this. Oh, man. So, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm I'm currently on a book hunt with you. Um, You've helped me through some hints on on a website I'm trying to get some extra points on. Got Pokemon on the on the other computer. I'm checking the library because I got um, three um, reserves that I'm waiting for and kind of living the life. I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm real good. What are you what are you looking for? Um, three Pokemon comics. Ah, yes. <laughs> Very on brand. Very on brand. Because um, I can't find. um there's there's a couple editions of Pokemon Black and White that I just cannot, for the life of me, find the volumes. But my local library has it, and they're shipping um, the copies over that 
I want to read over to my, I'm not over to my local library. And one of them says that it's there right now and is being held for five more days. The other one just shipped today and will arrive at the library tomorrow. And they're still checking the shelves on a third one. So your best bet might be to try to pop over there tomorrow to grab the two that you know are there so you can at least yep. lock, lock those down. Yep, I got Pokemon Adventures Volume 9, uh, Volume 8 and 9, and then Black and White um, 2, um, Volume 1, um, getting ready to come on over. So, nice. So... All right, but other than that, bro, I am I am good. I'd like to give a little shout out to our guest last week. If you haven't heard last week's episode, go back and click that download button. But we had uh, premium Patreon guest Grant on a fantastic episode last week, and he did a really good job. And the conversation was really really good last week. So. Want to go ahead and throw that throw that on out there. If you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and and click that download button again. And if you want to listen to it inside of your home on your TV, go ahead and search every Pokemon episode ever podcast on YouTube because we need those clicks, everybody. Because <laughs> not a lot of people, I guess, listen to. Well, we we have more people that listen to our show on there then subscribe like if you if if you guys like our show please subscribe so you never miss an episode and you're getting an ep- extra episode of manga in advance just for free just for subscribing so yeah so you know <laughs> hit subscribe hit the bell notif- hit the bell for notifications so you know that we posted an episode because now that our backlog is up there we are going to be uploading regularly um there's our episode already <laughs> right so um hit the uh, you know make sure that you're aware when we're putting up content because our that that's going to be updated regularly and if you're going back and you're listening to the episode that we just did with Grant and you said boy that sounds like fun i sure would like to be on there one of these times well why don't you go on over there and subscribe to that certain level on patreon and eventually that can be you and you can be chopping it up here with these couple of idiots and yeah you can be, you can be making a filler episode so much more palatable Yes, patreon.com forward slash every Pokemon. So go ahead and subscribe on there. And I guess I guess since we're doing the plugs in this episode, <laughs> um, if you are listening to us on Spotify, we do have some legit sponsors through Spotify now. I'm not going to go down the list of the sponsors, but Walmart and the Home Depot are two of them. But if you end up getting an ad on Spotify and you go ahead and you click on that ad while listening to us on Spotify, it helps out our podcast. So if you're going to be shopping on on Walmart, for instance, if if it, if it pops up on your feed, if you're going to shop there anyway, just go ahead and click that link. And when you do your shopping, a little bit of kickback comes over here 
um, to us and it helps us out in the long run and helps us do everything that we do and helps us give you more content. So go ahead and click those ads on Spotify and we greatly will appreciate it, everyone. So, yeah, there yes, we go. And I, and, I, and I believe on Spotify, I'm kind of pulling this up to kind of um, to double check. I believe um, they're kind of trying to be a little bit more upfront um, with the ads, like attached to an episode. So, like, it's not so much a matter of playing the gamble, like, oh, what episode, what, um, what ad am I going to get? Like, you, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this one's brought to you by, you know, Walmart and Home Depot, or to use another uh, podcast example, like, you know, Better Help and Every Plate or whatever the fuck. You know, so, like, you know what you what you're clicking on and like you can click on those ads directly without having to have them pop up and it doesn't um it doesn't disrupt the the playing of the episode like you can you can go to the landing page without being prompted yes absolutely <clears throat> and um just going back to youtube Say for whatever reason you are not sure what we're actually saying sometimes on the show, we have subtitles now, everybody. All of Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, we we now have subtitles and you can literally see what we are saying on your TV. So if if for some reason something pops up in the and you're like, "Well, I I love this show, but I can't really understand exactly what he said at this point." You can go on YouTube now and find out. So we got subtitles. So our show is for literally for everyone. Everyone. I don't I don't care for that information. <laughs> <laughs> Some oh. poor people at YouTube had to sit there and and transcribe our episodes. <laughs> For real, I think it's an auto transcriber, which I think is I think nifty, you're right, which is a nifty little function on on uh, YouTube because I I use OBS and uh, a lot of people that listen to our show are, um, that listen to other podcasters they use OBS as well. And in the latest update to uh, OBS, when you're going to convert your video over um, whatever software you do, I believe OBS is already kind of transcribing our episodes because I get a transcript now when I'm getting ready to um, convert our episode to be uploaded onto our many websites that we we upload to like your iTunes, your your YouTube, your Spotify, like all of those. Like eh, <clears throat> I, I I now have a our whole episode transfer. I get like a script 
when I'm editing this, when I'm editing the episodes. And it's, it's funny because sometimes it doesn't quite transcribe the word that you're actually saying. And it's just funny the words that it, it picks out that, that it thinks that you're saying sometimes, but it, like, it's like mm-hmm. 80% correct. And that, that 20% is just hilarious sometimes <laughs> for what it thinks that you're actually saying. I was going to say, like, there's no way it could be 100% accurate. No. Just between, like, you and I. Like, that's just not a thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I just wanted to throw that on out there. We got all of our plugs in for this episode. Like we said, go and subscribe anywhere Patreon, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere. Go ahead and click that subscribe button if you have not already subscribed. And also make sure you listen to the Pokemon Adventures manga that we go over every Wednesday here on our network. So, you ready to jump on into this week's episode, bro? I think so. I think so, too. At least I hope so. Because if not, we're never going to get to it. But okay, so this episode was, it's definitely um, an out there episode. Yeah. So this week, again, it's called a UFO for LGM. And I don't think I transcribed in Japanese last week's episode, but um, this week's episode um, is transcribed from Japanese. Le Grey and the Unidentified Flying Object. Last oh, damn. Week, they went literal. Yeah. Last week was Cottony and Love, and the translation was The Monmen in Love Rides the Wind. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> that That's not. It really isn't. I wish I would have transcribed that last week. <laughs> That 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 sounds like that sounds like a country song or or a nice little song that you're about to listen to, <laughs> or a freaking title of a Hallmark movie. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of Hallmark movie? A, a country movie, Doug? Well, you know, they are. There's a handful of them that are set on a ranch for some reason. You are 100% correct. You know, so. It's like all big city lawyer falls for this country dude and has to has to leave the 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 freaking, you know, the skirts and the high heels away for a weekend. And then, you know, shock horror, she ends up falling for him. But then she finds out that he has a big he, secret. Right. And yeah. <laughs> Just like any movie. It's it's the same movie. It's just painted with different colors. Yes. So, all right, everybody. We start this week's episode by looking up at the stars. And we see Iris, Ash, and Silent, and Pikachu are snoozing away. Why Ash? Ash talks in his sleep. He he seems like he would be a really annoying person to sleep next to. (laughs) Because he's just like all over the place. But we get a close up of an old, um, it, ooh, excuse me, everybody, um, of a coffee mug. And then you see that there's some thuds because you see 
The coffee mug is kind of moving back and forth. The wind starts picking up. And Pikachu is like, um, what's going on? And Ash sneezes right on Pikachu. I'm surprised Pikachu didn't thundershock him. Right, and, for real. And the wind just picks up and it picks up and it picks up. And it's not the it's not the fan from last week with Team Rocket, everybody. This, this is really just beaming from straight above. And they it looks like a UFO. I mean, I know the episode's called a UFO for LGM, but in the air, it looks like a UFO. And Ash is even like, man, is that a UFO? And it just flies away. And it flies over the um, hill that they're at. And Iris is like, did you guys see what I think? I Did I see what I think I just saw? And Ash is like, yeah, something just flew over that hill. Something super bright. And they're they're looking off and they're like, and then it just disappeared. And then this is when Silen gets a nice little smirk on his face. And he's like, hmm, that only means it can be science time. He's like, whenever there are reports of UFO, there are often results of simple mistakes. But I am certain that was no shooting star or man-made thing. He's like, he's like, it could only be a few other things. And you see, I'm not just a Pokemon connoisseur. I'm also a science concierge. Doug, you want to take it from here? Yeah, um... Very clunky dialogue, but I'm Very. I'm happy for uh, Silen. Um, these last couple episodes, he's gotten to kind of uh, flex his muscles, uh, you know, beyond food and being a Pokemon connoisseur. Because you know, last week he was all you know, you know, into like tracking the wind and stuff, and he had his little uh, DS gadget. And you know, this week he's like. He can kind of flex his um, muscles when it comes to, like, aliens and, I mean, they don't go, like, full-on conspiracy theory. Um, you know, like that meme of the guy on History Channel, the aliens, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you can kind of see um, where it's kind of leading. But, you know, so, like... <clears throat> one of my favorite parts is the fact that they were like dead asleep and I mean you could, you might argue that maybe Ash kind of still is but like Silent is full on awake yeah and I'm looking at and I'm looking at it and like the screenshot that I have Ash is in a t-shirt and shorts barefoot Silent and Iris are fully dressed well, Silent looks like he's in he's in just long pajamas. Um, wish with, with oh yeah, you might be right. I the way with, he was hitting it, looked, the way he was hitting it looked like he might have had like dress slacks on. But you might be right. But Iris for sure has her sneakers on, and she was up in a hammock, so that kind of took some doing. Um. But basically, um, Silence going over the fact that, you know, anytime there's a an event like this, you know, people try to fly off the handle, but there's usually a, a a very rational explanation, and that's kind of the job of a science connoisseur. And Iris has a line that if she hadn't have been 
annoying as a toothache last week would have been funny because she goes, why do I have the feeling like I'm going to be annoyed? And like, <laughs> you know, Axie's falling half asleep and she's got like a bead of sweat drop. It's like you have a lot of room to fucking talk about being annoying when you were fucking chomping on an apple for 10 minutes out of the 21 minute episode last week. <laughs> For real, I don't uh, But anyway, but but um, but this episode is all about silent and all the food puns that we're about to get in this episode, Doug. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have the bandwidth for food puns right now. It's the back half of a of a two hander, and it's, I yeah. <laughs> um. So after Iris makes her little crack about being annoyed, she's like, "Well," or Silent says, "Well, did you actually see it?" And Iris is like, well, um, what does she say? She is, she's, she's not sure what she saw. And then, uh, let me see. Ash is like, well, I, I certainly saw it cause I saw it first. It made me sneeze and everything. And, you know, his eyes kind of bug out and he's like, it was a, it was a big UFO. I had space aliens and everything. And, Silence like that. That has a very unscientific aroma to it. First poop, first pun. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the theme song, everybody. Which I'm surprised they're not giving me the button that they normally give me. I was gonna say <clears throat> to skip it. What happened, to, what happened to this button you were talking about? It's not there right now. I I was trying to hit it right now. It had it in the last episode. Maybe that went away when they decided to stop charging for it. <laughs> so then we get the title sequence for this week, a UFO for LGM. And then the narrator is like, having witnessed a mysterious UFO sighting on their way to Nambasa um, City Gym, our heroes have decided to stop and have supper. So we go over to this building and we got <clears throat> silence talking about an area 28, which we all know is, um, what, 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 what is it here for, for us? Um, area, area 51, 51 out in Nevada. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> so they're talking about area 28 um, to kind of go along with Area 51 here uh, in the U.S. And Ash is like, what's an Area 51? He's like, it's a famous for a large number of UFO sightings they've had. He's like, I read all about it, and I had no idea it was here. And Ash is like, sir, we saw a UFO fly east over the mountain. He's like, we like to find out what's over there. And uh, the the guy behind the counter giving them orange juice is like, well, there's nothing all that exciting out there. And then we have a guy <laughs> in the background. Uh, he's like, actually, there's a strange scientist living living there. Stra and they're like, strange scientist? He's like a USO um, professor named um, Professor... How do you pronounce Icarus. his name? Icarus? Icarus. And Silence like, Professor Icarus, I finished reading one of his books a long time ago. So we're we're going to kind of sum up, because I'm not going to go um, word for word. Oh, thank but, God. But Silent is sitting here, and he's he's like, man, I, I, I look up to him. 
And the guy behind the counter is like, yeah, but he's a weirdo um, type of guy. And come to think of it, he kind of reminds me of the old man I know that was out there that had the worst headache. And we go to a scene of a mailman putting some mail in a box and then all of a sudden getting getting a shock look on his face. And from the shock look, he starts seeing things about space and he's thinking and they they're like, yeah, he's like, we <clears throat> we went to go ask the professor about um, all of his scientific doings inside of his home and come, come, come to find out we couldn't find out um, anything. He had nothing to say, Doug. Yeah, so you know, um, this guy's like, you know, that, that was one of the worst headaches I've ever had. Um, and the guy drinking coffee with the sunglasses, like, yeah, we had to leave without finding out nothing. And Silence, like, a hundred percent, got his thinking cap. He's like, I don't know what, what could this mean? And you know, Iris and Ash are like, I guess so. We're not getting to the gym this week, and um, <laughs> which I can tell you, you're not. And and you know, <clears throat> Silence sitting there, he goes, "There must be a logical reason." And Iris is trying to play catch up, but she can't quite do it. She's like, "You mean why those men got those terrible headaches? No shit." And she yeah she has no goodwill with me after last week but i'll get over it um <laughs> and he's like that's and silence like that's part of it but it's like you know how do you explain that mailman seeing his visions um and, it, and he's just like you know he's like i would theorize that someone or something you know shot those images into his brain you know um Oh, I just lost the word. Now, it'll come to me in 10 minutes, but um, he's like, you know, and then uh, Iris is like, well, that's something out of science fiction. Is that even possible? And Silence basically like, how do you explain psychic Pokemon? And I mean, that's if that's anything, that's a mic drop moment. Yeah. And oh, and Silence like, well, we've got nothing else going on this week, so we might as well investigate it. He's like, there it is. He's like, there that this is where we'll be going. So they start crossing the bridge, and we see in the far back LGM, and LGM is looking through something. It's being covered up, but and it's hiding, but it's looking through something, and it sees a crack on the on the bridge <clears throat> and, they, and they're like man this bridge does have a scent of danger on it and then all second, of a sudden what's up second pun i know and it's at and it's like um lgm was listening to them right at that very moment because it sends a little signal over to our good old pals and shows an image of Ash just dropping through the bridge. And Ash has almost come to death a few times. And he probably would have if if he <laughs> he probably would have come come to some type of certain death 
if he would have um, actually fallen through and LGM was not there. But uh, LGM kind of saved him and Silence like, Ash, I just saw an image of you falling. And Ash is like, yeah, I did too. And Iris is like, I did too. And he sees the wood and the uh, he goes down and he sees the the crack wood and he just knocks on it. Okay, it just why falls. would he why would he knock? I, I, why, why? I, I don't know, Doug. Well, wouldn't you knock on it? No, not after, not before I have to, I, maybe after I walked over it and then, because now he's got to jump. Yeah. I mean, it's not that far of a jump, though. Let's I couldn't like, do it. No, you couldn't? Uh, but I don't think I would fall through that gap, but I could jump it. <laughs> so all right but yeah he he knocks on it and he's like he's like how did how did we see what we saw he's like we saw the future and that future image was somehow sent over to us and then we see um lgm go from underneath a stairwell so that's what he was looking through and then yeah. go flies up and disappears. Doug, and then we um, we uh, we pan in on Team Rocket, and James says capturing a Pokemon that can use teleport uh, could be tricky. And um, Meowth is like, "Oh, you can just leave that to me. You know, I can uh, I can track the." track its movement patterns and analyze the data. So, like, you see, like, just how um, how much more smart black and white Team Rocket is just to the Kanto. Because, I mean, you think about it, what would, what would Kanto Team Rocket do? Oh, we're going to try to catch it with a net. And it would just teleport out, and it's like, I don't understand how it did it. It was in the net. Um... <laughs> So Jesse's like, so the rumors of unusual Pokemon from outer space were true. That's awesome. And she's, and then James stands up and he's like, we can catch it and claim it for the glory of Team Rocket. And uh, Meow says, and the boss is eternal gratitude while we're at it. And we um, we go back to the trio and they are standing on the very same uh, staircase that um, Elgium um, came out from under uh, earlier and Silence says we were we were wondering if Perfecker Perfecker <laughs> Professor yeah. Professor Icarus is at home um, and the door opens and we see a haggard looking fellow with a little bit of scruff not quite a five o'clock shadow but getting there he's kind of almost looks dead behind the eyes or half asleep probably a little bit of both and he goes what do you want and um silent has this instant moment of recognition that it is in fact the professor icarus and he grabs his arm and he shakes and he's like, we saw a UFO and we were sleeping and, you know, 
it, it came this way and it disappeared and you know we almost died on a bridge and um he's like did you see anything and he's like and professor Iker, he's a little kind of taken aback like you saw like as soon as um silent grabbed his arm he kind of like his eyes kind of bulged out and he's like uh well what time was this and silence says, oh it was probably around 12 o'clock last night and um and uh, fact, Icarus was like, "Well, that's definitely a UFO." Yeah, he he's like he's like the wonderful Roma of truth and evidence. He's like, I was wondering if perhaps you could tell me how your research has been progressing, and that that's when Icarus is like, he's like, you know, theories can be manipulated. He's like, you could fly a UFO with dark matter, and. <laughs> It's at, it's at this point. I mean, like, how how does Ash, how is Ash not how does he not know what dark matter is at this point? Like all the rare Pokemon that he's seen up up to this point, I know his mind only got wiped once, but <laughs> he has seen things that most people ha- um, don't even get to see in their whole lifetime. Well, he's also ten. Remember? Yeah, he he is ten. But I mean, still. Remember last week? He thought that the the Cotney were just looking to be buddies. <laughs> he did. He did. But he, he so he he's sitting here and he he's like he's like man, uh, dark matter. He's and Sina's like no, dark matter is actually a substance related to gravity. And then th- this is where they're getting like all scientificy because Iris is like she's like, uh, so you can manipulate dark matter and you can make things like flying saucers immune to gravity's effect. He's like, isn't that right, Professor? And the professor's like, yes, that is a matter of a fact. Um, <laughs> and he, half, a, half asleep, for goodness' sake. Yeah, he, he he's like he's like he's like. And Iris is asking him, he's like, so have you been able to do it? He's like, yes, I have. I have been able to do it. And it's just all monotone, just straight monotone from from Professor Icarus. And he, um, this is when Sina's like, he's like, that is astounding. And he's like, but I could I could take another 30, maybe 100 years to prove um, successfully showing scientific proof of theory takes a long time of of involved work. And Silent is like, any revolutionary theory must first be questioned. <laughs> like, like, like he knows all this stuff that Professor Icarus is really talking about. When in reality, he really doesn't. Do you think so, Doug? Yeah, I mean, he. I think. Icarus is to a point where he was able to do his research up to the point where he could, um, you know, prove the existence and the um, the reality of dark matter. I don't know if he has it in him to, um, you know, commit more time to the research and figuring out, like, like how 
one can manipulate dark matter, and he just kind of he kind of seems over it because you know Silent is like um, you know, he's he's completely fanboying out, and he's like you know completely. <laughs> he, he's like you know you put in the back of your book. He's like you know theories must be questioned and. You know, you have you can never stop experimenting, even if you keep getting laughed at. And he's like, you know, those were your words, and um, Icarus is like, oh, shit, shit, shut up, I leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, you're not gonna leave me alone, so you might as well come in for a, a quick snack. And we we go inside his house, and we see like a bunch of um. UFO decorations and um you know just yeah just a bunch of uh UFO de uh, decor and you know Silent is you know, like completely fanboying out about his book he's like you know you were able to kind of make the the science of UFOs uh palatable and He's like to transform the difficult science of UFOs um, into the easiest to digest words. He's like, he's like, man, he's like, I loved your work. And Ash is like, man, now I want to read this stuff. No, you don't, Ash. Not once in any of these episodes have you struck me as a reader. You are... <laughs> You are, where is the shortcut and where is the quickest way to make my Pokemon the strongest? And I'm just going to take that route. That's and, not true. Otherwise, he would have evolved Pikachu. Yeah. And, I, well, Iris actually in the next freaking line um, shuts Ash down right in front of the uh, of the professor. She's, she's like, forget about it. A kid like you couldn't get through one page of his book. Uh, and that, I, was un that was unnecessary. I know, and Ash is like, oh, come on! <laughs> so, um, the professor ends up going, he's like, I haven't seen you on TV discussing UFOs lately, and he's like, oh no, I'm silenced at that, and the professor goes, he's like, I gave all that um, worthless stuff up, he's like, my real info isn't UFOs anyway, and then all of a sudden, we get a glimpse of what seems to be something something exploding and it, it comes was uh, it was a it was a flash similar to when the trio was on the bridge yes so it seems like another future future moment and then the professor kind of freaks out and just runs out of the door and go goes down into um what looks like his laboratory that he's built underground and in the laboratory, we see the the object that had um, struck across in the mind of the professor and our heroes, and it's just going nuts, Doug. And, um, you know, um, Ash is like, could that have been the UFO that I saw? And, and Silent's like, well, it looks like it, but, you know... Can't be a hundred percent sure, and they look over, and Icarus is tinkering with his machine, and you know it's it's sparking and it's you know it's shooting off light, and um, and 
Silent basically spells it out for the audience. He's like, we saw that explode in the vision. And um, Icarus is like, get out of here. It's too dangerous. What are you doing? You're just kids. And um, and Silent's like, we can't leave you here. That's irresponsible. And Icarus is like, well, damn it then. Just go and unplug the um pull out the plug that's connected to the saucer for goodness sakes and they're like you know and it takes the three of them plus uh a little bit of axio and pikachu which was a cute little touch wasn't gonna do anything but it looks nice um <laughs> and you know it's it's just it's not budging it's not budging it's not budging and then all of a sudden um, lgm LGM, and we see like hands, and we see like red and green and uh, yellow lights, and that uh, loosens the cord, and you know they all go falling, and the uh, the console um, finally starts to kind of wind down. Yeah, and uh, Chris is like, "Holy shit, goddamn!" I'm getting too old for this shit. And A- Ash is holding his arm. Iris is rubbing her butt because they all kind of fell and and they hurt themselves. And then they're like, what what was all that um red, green, and blue light? <laughs> and, and it's from here. <laughs> LGM pops out of nowhere. And it shows himself. It's like Ash, is like a space alien, <laughs> and Silence, like, no, it's an OGM. And of course, what, we're, what, what world do you live in, for goodness' sakes? So Ash takes out his Pokédex, and he's like, "Okay, so let's find out what this Pokemon is." And the Pokédex gives the funniest transcribe that I think the Pokédex is given all season, and it's like LGM, the cerebral Pokemon. Pokemon. Nobody has ever seen an LGM before <laughs> before it made its sudden appearance in the desert. And that 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 is all. That like nothing about LGM, yeah. not nothing. <laughs> and then LGM flies over to um the professor and hides behind its leg and the professor calls LGM LG and then, and then our heroes are like, "Oh, so this is your LGM." And the professor's like, oh, "I can assure you, LGM, you have nothing to be scared of. Um, I assure you, these are not bad people." Doug, and um, you know, Silence like, "Well, so that's what uh, sent us the image of the of your lab exploding." And Icarus is like, "That's right." It was all thanks to this wonderful Elgian. And then Iris is like, ah, that's, that must mean that you're the one that saved us when we were on the bridge. And um, Icarus is like, well, that's news to me. And um, <laughs> Elgian's like, well, you know, I, I, I do a little better than that. Better that than have three dead kids on my conscience. Um, and then we have who's that Pokemon? And thankfully for my dwindling sanity, it was Elgian. And as if it had been something else, I would have fucking quit. Um, 
And <clears throat> so um, we're back and we see um, Icarus is tinkering with the um, a UFO that he unplugged. And Silent's like, so when did you start building that UFO? And, and, and he, he's like, I became fascinated with um, UFOs ever since I was a little per, uh, a little kid. He's like, when I saw something in the sky I'll ne- um, that I'll never forget, I always enjoyed learning about outer space in school. So I studied um, astro- astrophysics and eventually became astrophysics, astrophysics and became a professor He's like, but I was never able to give up my dream um, of making a um, saucer-shaped flying craft. He's like, so I quit the university to focus on my research, and finally I succeeded in building a fl- a small flying saucer. And, and Iris or uh, Silence like, that's incredible. And he's like, nah, not really. Wasn't all that cracked up to be. And He's like, you know, if if you really read my book, you'll remember, um, you know, I kind of broke down the science of, you know, how UFOs got their speed by manipulating the dark matter and gravity. And he's like, if you break it down to its brass tacks, all I really did was install propeller engines um, into a, a saucer-shaped body, and we see him kind of um, tinkering with a, a much smaller scale um, UFO model model of the well, not a model, but a, a smaller UFO, and it's essentially looks like a little drone, and they're still awestruck because it's and, a flying saucer. And when you take a look at this, I mean, Pokemon actually did do it some justice because when you're looking at this. Um, UFO, um, the smaller version, you can see the four little fans that are at the bottom, which gives it <clears throat> um, the power to fly up. Right. Which, I mean, you're not at that point, you're not really making what people think is a UFO, because when you think UFO, you think of a spear that can lift off the ground that doesn't really have any any jets showing. It's just this mysterious thing that can lift off the ground and fly at high speeds. So did he really make a UFO or did he make like a mini, like mini engined airplane, Doug? He made it. He made a toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He made, he, he made a toy that my son can go down the road and spend $5 at a store and grab this thing. I mean, $5. That, yeah, the dollar store. They 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 sell some really re- really cool cheap things now. Oh well, that'll be broke by the time you get home. Yeah, it's only meant to be used twice. Uh, <laughs> when, when you're flying a drone, it's meant to get lost. So basically, he said, you know, I was working on the, I was working on the small scale, but I was also working on a actual like big one. Big scale. Big, big, you know, true one that I could actually pilot. And and Silence like, well, son of a gun, that would explain all the 
UFO sightings that have happened around Area 50, uh, uh, 28. Icarus is like, yes, I will concede that most of those UFO sightings have been my work. And um, he's like, I, oh, sorry. No, he's like, that's, I can say with a decent amount of certainty, that's probably what you saw. And then um, we go into the story of how the professor met LGM. And in the story, the professor saw a UFO in the sky, and then the UFO kind of had like an invisible shield and kind of um, took the form that you, as if you were like looking up and looking at the sky still. So it went invisible. And all of a sudden, it was out flying its saucer, and the saucer uh, went flying, and it hit LGM. And I'm guessing the way that LGM was laying on the ground, that it literally knocked LGM in its head, and he crashed it, and LGM is knocked out on the floor, and the professor kind of picked it up rehabilitated LGM. LGM was kind of scared from the professor after um, becoming 100% again. And then it slowly started to come to and was like, okay, maybe this professor is not a bad person. And then they became friends. Doug? I would like to take a step back and make a note of the fact that the professor brought a Alien, yes, act from a state of unconsciousness. The hot wash rag, yes, yeah, yeah, kid right. show, kid show, right, 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 right. Half, half <laughs> the episode, half, half the episode's gone. We don't have time. I understand. <laughs> we, we, um, we 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 don't have time to go down that rabbit hole, Doug. No, I understand. <laughs> so. We see um, more scenes of the professor working with his small-scale model, and LGM's kind of hanging out on the porch. And he's like, "Well, I could help. I could help with that." And he's like holding out his hand, and you can see the professor's kind of softening, and you can see they're um, they're eating meals together, and they're hanging out, and the professor's got a book, and LGM's kind of sitting there. And um, and then we see Elgium kind of flying with the saucer, and then he's like, "But one day, um, you know, it, we see the professor's uh, looking through a telescope, and Elgium's kind of floating there, and then there's a flash of um." What what do you think? A couple of meteors? Yeah, um, me meteors in space. And the professor, he's like, he's like, did you send that vision over to me? He's like, now wait. He's like, if you did send that, and it's true about your proceedings, really did, and you really did come from outer space, what does that mean for the return of um of outer space? Elgium, is that a yes? And, or is that a no? And Elgium can't talk to the professor <laughs> so it puts his hands up and it's like flashing 
um, the lights on its hands. And LGM is trying its hardest because it can't talk. It can't even say its name, LGM, like a regular Pokemon. It's like, yeah. And the professor's like, oh, I can't tell what you mean, LGM. I guess I'll need to learn how to communicate with you. So uh, then we go through and we're going through a scene where LGM and the professor are kind of learning um, each other and the professor is trying to analyze the patterns on on the hands and what they could possibly mean and then he's he's written many books and taken many notes and he's and then they became pals and LGM um, helps them out in the lab when it comes to building this UFO and it likes playing with balls and <laughs> in one scene, Doug, um, go ahead and take it from here, my brother. So, um, yeah, they kind of start working um, kind of simpatico, and um, and they're sitting there one evening, and they're they're staring at the sunset off of the um, looks like off of the roof of the observatory, and they're sitting there minding their own business. And the LGM puts his hand on the professor's, and that's like one of the first uh, signs of trust. And, um, and he's like, you know, and that's why when the people from the village came by, um, LGM was sending these visions um, as a way to protect. Um, the people in the village. Not only the professor, but himself. Because, you know, he kind of lives kind of in his own world. Yeah. Basically, him and LGM in the shack. And, you know, he's like, LGM wasn't being malicious. He was just kind of trying to protect the little bubble that we've created. And... um. Silent kind of buys this hook, line, and sinker. He's like, that makes complete sense. <laughs> and Iris is like, that that settles it. It was it was fate that put you that brought you two together. And then from and, oh sorry. Um, let's see. And then Ash tries to relate to Elgium. He's like, it was a good thing that you met the professor, huh? Like trying to kind of dumb it down for those of us that glass over with all the technological stuff and LGM. There is kinda, a lot of technical stuff in this episode. There is, and which is another reason it's a little bleh. Um, but LGM kind of flashes his hands in, in agreement and, and then there's a, a, a ring at the doorbell. Oh, and, is there a ring at the doorbell? And we and we go to the porch and we see the back of Jesse and James. Yes, and James is like, we just uh, let me let me. We're the space agency. Yeah, we're we're part of the space agency, and he's like, "What did you say?" And James is like, "You heard right. Uh, we've just completed our work." And and we can manipulate dark matter, and it's because of, um, let's see, 
And it's because of you that we're able to do this. And we'd like to present um, all of our findings to you first, Professor. And the professor's like, of course, please. I'd be thrilled to see it. And LGM is hiding underneath the floorboard again, just looking on. And Jesse puts a computer down. And she's like, uh, our device uh, can capture from within magnetic fields. Is what she says. And James is like, next, it takes the captured Pokemon and disables their powers. And they're they're like, but why would you want to do that? And Jesse's like, oh, just one more thing. Our device is activated uh, from people in frozen states. And then she throws this little device on the floor. And the device opens up. And four magnetic whips come out. And it captures the professor, Silen, Ash, and uh, Iris. And I don't know why Pikachu is acting like like it's hurt because it didn't get caught unless the electricity is flowing through Ash and it's hitting Pikachu. But everyone, I wouldn't think it matters because it's an electric mouse. But kids show, yeah, kids show. But um. Uh, <clears throat> Um, Jesse's like teleportation patterns analyzed. And then from here, we see LGM pops up because it's like, oh no, my owner. What, 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 what am I supposed to do? And then all of a sudden, a yellow whip, um, comes from the, the, the laptop looking box, comes over, wraps around LGM, and then LGM gets trapped in a square, um, yellow force field and James is like see just as we explained the captured Pokemon can't use any of its moves and the professor's like alright who are you people anyway which I don't know why Ash didn't just look right at them because I mean their disguises are not that bad this time and kid show yeah kid show and out comes Meowth flying on what what kind of what it's not a helicopter it's a hovercraft uh, yeah like a big old mm. hovercraft and uh, he flies up and the blowers on the side of this hovercraft blows the clothes right off of Jesse and James to where they're back into their team rocket getup the regular getup that we're used to seeing them in and this is when team rocket goes over and they don't do their uh, their motto this time. For once, they're actually like, okay, we finally accomplished what we need, so we're going to get out of here. So Team Rocket then jumps on top of the hovercraft. They put LGM on there as well, and they fly away. Doug? And, you know, the professor's like, we have to disable the machine, and... Silence able to reach into his pocket and roll out a Pokeball and it's Dwebble. And um Silence says, you know, use X scissor to destroy the machine. And he goes over and he and he does it, you know, lickety split. And Ash is like, We gotta get LG up. You know, he goes into like hero mode because there's, you know, freaking four minutes left in the episode. Um and, and Ash is like, we got to uh, get that LGM back. 
And uh, the professor's like, oh, I guess this is as good a time as any to use the flying saucer that I've been working on. And Silence like, you have to take us with you. You're too weak, and kind of it would be cool to go in a flying saucer. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't. It's irresponsible. And Ash is like, what else are we going to do? We've gone this far. And... You know, basically, he takes them, because if he didn't, this wouldn't be a very good end of an episode. So, <laughs> they all go into the ship, and um, Icarus is like, hang on, we're ready, and they're like, alright, got it, and they take off in, in, in the flying hovercraft. And they're on their way to go chase off Team Rocket and their badass hovercraft. And Ash is hanging on for dear life on the sides, and um, Meowth is piloting his hovercraft, and he can see on the radar that they have an object approaching from behind. And they look behind, and they can see, um, they can see the saucer, and you know. Ash is like, hey, we knock it off, Team Rocket. Like, they're just going to drop out of the sky. And, All right, they caught us. Um, and Jesse's like, turn around, Meowth. And he's like, I bet. And, you know, they, they go, basically, they go face-to-face -face in the air. And Jesse's like, take care of them, Wobat. And... Yeah, she throws out her Wobat's like Wobat, and Wobat's like, all right. Ash sends out his Tranquil, and we're seeing a lot more of Tranquil in these last two episodes. Like, he barely uses this Pokemon, I feel like, but the past two episodes, that's been his go-to. Well, it's, it's been, um, it fits the plot. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, like we saw him last week because he was looking for the cottony, and now this week they're like literally in midair. Um, so Tranquil is able to knock Wubat off with a gust, and James sends out Yamas to use Shadow Ball, which I'm pretty convinced is like one of the only two moves that he knows. Um, Silence sends out Pansage to use Bullet Seed, and that. Um, breaks the force field like how come LGM couldn't use its powers with as strong as it is well it was in that box and this is this is um this is uh, black and white team rocket they're a little bit more intelligent yeah <laughs> so although you do have a point because as as strong as Team Rocket led us to believe that that box was, it was just a bunch of seeds that broke it, so I don't know. You know my, my, you know my answer. It's a kid's show with three minutes left. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but they break, they break the box. LGM flies back over to the professor, and they share a nice hug, and Pikachu lets out an Electra Ball and goes, wah, and Brit blows up Team Rocket, and for some reason we can't have Team Rocket blasting off anymore, um, so they always have a jetpack on their back now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're like, just like last week, 
uh, this always happens, but in the future we uh, we'll get our payback. Um, and then, um, your mask um comes out of its pokeball and uses nightshade and breaks the uh the professor's flying craft and sends them flying towards the ground and nothing breaks their fall because uh, the professor is able to kind of glide them over and LGM uses its psychic power to then save them at this because hey, they were about to go they were about to go in a ditch yep and um, picks them up from about to crash and gets them back over to safety, Doug. And, you know, the professor's like, ah, so it was your telekinesis that saved us all. And LGM's like, bet. And, and Silence's like, but look at what happened to your flying saucer. And the professor's like, I can always rebuild that. Um, and Silent kind of has a moment of, oh shit, even though he like dedicated all his life to this research, he's more concerned about LGM, you know, LGM and our safety and think that's some shit. And, and, um, Silent's like, okay, so what are you going to do? Um, once you've got your, uh, saucer back up to snuff again and, He's like, uh, my first order of business is going to be to return um, Algium to outer space if possible. And they're like, oh, no shit. And he's like, um, and then, you know, uh, I'm. I'm Algium kind of flashes like an image of him and the professor, I guess, over the months that he's been down there. And. Silent is the only one that comes to the conclusion that LGM wants to stay with him instead of going back to space. Which I think is weird. I mean, I think it would have been it would have been well, actually, Iris says, you know, LGM does seem really happy. And uh, Silent kind of spells it out for everybody. He's like, maybe LGM would be happier if he stayed with the professor. And uh, the professor kind of looks at LGM, and LGM holds up his hands in the light pattern um, we saw from earlier when he was trying to interpret um, his language. And, um, and the professor's like, well, in that case, being house guest sounds pretty good to me. Or housemates, I should say. Yeah. Sounds pretty good to me. And. And um, it's, it's from here we actually see a UFO in the air um, as they're getting ready to say their goodbyes, and it flies off and flies back to space, kind of symbolizing that um, someone or something has been watching over LGM this entire time. And then we get the to be continued um, to end this episode. Doug? Very wordy episode. Very wordy episode. They they're like no, there there there's no podcast that's ever going to talk about this. So we'll just let them look on and and enjoy this episode for what it is. So no one's ever going to review this. No, no. 
we'll just make this a filler episode and make these kids think they're really smart. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I know I normally a- ask you first, but a one and a half, Doug? Yeah, I think that's fair. I, uh, th- this, if we're ever going to give a around a one star to any episode i didn't enjoy this episode i kind of didn't really even enjoy reviewing it as much as i thought that i was going to um i'm really really stoked for next week's episode um (laughs) i i can't wait to get into that because trip comes back but Man, I, I love Ash's rival episodes. Like, I love episodes with Gary. I love Trip. Like, because Trip just gives no fucks, <laughs> and I and I I just love Trip's attitude. But this one, I I just I I didn't like it. Um, I'm sorry, and we we have rarely I I, I maybe once before in the over 100 episodes that we have reviewed we i don't think we've ever well yeah maybe one time ever given like a one or a one and a half star to an episode i just i just think there was a there was a number of factors that were contributing against us um it probably didn't help that you um, watched the next week's episode and got hyped on that one. <laughs> <It did>. um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there was just, it was a very scientific episode that at its core is an interesting concept, but like, I'm I felt glad, like they were I'm glad they don't revisit this. <laughs> I felt like they were stretching this to make sure that it hit the 21 minute mark or whatever. Like, I think this, um, this probably could have been about 15 minutes. I don't think Team Rocket was the first thought for this episode until they were like, okay, we need five more minutes to kill in this episode, so let's just throw Team Rocket in there. Like, it, Team Rocket made no sense in this episode. Correct. So, yeah, it's... It may it maybe we're completely off, but I, 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 I didn't like it. I didn't like this episode, bro. Maybe maybe if this was the only episode we were doing and we did it at 8 o'clock and we were a little more up, maybe, but circumstances being what they are, I think this is a very heavy episode for to be the second half of a two-hander. Yeah. So. All right. Um, do you have anything else to add tonight, Doug? No, I don't think so. I think we've, I think we've done a pretty good job of summing it up. All right. Well, with, with that all being said... Um, go ahead and say goodbye, Doug. Bye, Doug. And this is Professor Chris G telling all of you, make sure you don't miss um, this upcoming Wednesday's episode of the Pokemon Adventures podcast, a short that I do every Wednesday, everyone. And we will see you again next week for another fantastic episode of the Every Pokemon Episode Ever podcast, everybody. Don't forget to click that subscribe button. (laughs) Have a good night.